direct from the beautiful Inland Blue Studios, this is the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast with your hosts, Chris Thayer, Steve Hale, and Ron Miltz. All right, everybody, and welcome back to a very special The Force Awakens edition of the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast. Here with your host today, Chris Thayer, Steve Hale, and I'm Ron Miltz. Uh, uh, we are... Well, we are in a post-Star Wars or Force Awakens world, guys, and that's all we're going to talk about today. Finally here. That's right. So, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you have not seen the movie... Yeah, go now. Do not listen to the podcast, all right? We are only going to talk about Star Wars and our feelings in the direct aftermath after having seen the, the movie. So, it came out on uh, Thursday... I told the world we would go till Tuesday, spoiler free, and tonight is the night we are recording. So the Facebook page and everything will have spoilers now. So stay the fuck away if you haven't seen it. So what, you might want to wait a few more days, dude, on the Facebook spoilers. I don't give a shit about that. You no, get listen, your shit together. It's been it's, five days. It's 2015. This this movie's been playing every 15 minutes. Exactly. You know, get scrape together. You know, some cans. <laughs> Whatever you gotta do, some Dude, sell your blood. I, and I think go we should wait the on movie. the Facebook spoilers until Christmas. Oh no, because yeah, yeah. I'm photo- a couple more days. Photoshopping away here, as, oh. and we're gonna talk about that because I have uh, 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 we have a lot to say about this movie. So right. here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna we're gonna go around uh, the room. Uh, we're gonna get initial reactions, and then what we're gonna do is we're gonna work our way sort of through the plot, and we're gonna talk about the, the just the plot as we go, sort of the opening. Work our way all the way from beginning to end. Talk about the things we did like, we didn't like. Um, we're gonna get a little bit in depth. Uh, we're gonna talk about possible episode eight spoilers uh uh that concepts of like what does the story basically lend itself to uh and and you know reaching back into the past as far back as the prequels in some instances for some of this stuff um and how does it tie into the bigger star wars universe so uh chris i'm gonna let you open up uh uh, that was awesome i i'm totally 100 percent pleased with it i could not ask anything else other than what they gave us and i know you're both going jesus christ <laughs> I, i'm 100 percent pleased and I, everything you're gonna say i i don't even care about any of that it's i was just i was glad to be back home you know after after the prequels and the disaster that was those movies whoa 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 okay and i have, I have one thing so to say nice about that to be back you are the nerd life crisis facebook page is not a place for you to constantly post your prequel hate all right <laughs> i'm gonna fucking lock you out of the page i haven't posted it, a whole lot of hate about oh the my god like every third meme out of you this week has been something anti-prequels man oh. he was uh, he was not happy about the burning vader for five hours like a yule <laughs> vlog that's I, what i had now, to say i wasn't happy about He's it like, Oh, I just said dark. it was dark. No, I think that's, that's hilarious. Funny, it's funny. Dude. Now, somebody, uh, there was a missed dark. opportunity on that to do the Star Wars <laughs> jingle bell, like, R2-D2. Yes, like, yes. Dude, it was so awesome. I, I had seen it just like probably a half an hour before it got posted. Uh, our friend Melissa sent it to me. I think it's it hilarious. Me. And I was like, dude, this, this is brilliant. But it's I le- twisted. It. I left it on at one point just in the background yeah. to see how long it could go without dude, annoying if me. If I put that on Christmas morning, dude, my boys would just sit there staring at the screen. <laughs> yep. And yep. they would just be like, Vader, Vader, it's cool, Vader. So, so, so that's all? You loved it? You got nothing else? No, I was, it just it, it felt like, um, you know, like, like Han said, it's, we're home. It felt like home again, you know? Okay. Everything uh, about it felt like okay. home. Even though a lot of the technology has been updated, it didn't feel like it was blatantly different. Um, we saw a lot of new things, but they didn't stick out to me as out of place. Um, I just, I'm 100% happy with it. All right. Steve? Uh, I'm not going to say that I'm 100% happy with it. Uh, I'm going to say I'm probably about 45% <laughs> happy with it. Okay. I thought it was a good movie. Um, it was not. Uh, <laughs> It was not the groundbreaking story, and J.J. Abrams was emphasizing that when we saw him at Comic-Con, um, that it was about the story. It's about the story. It's about the story. And I'm watching this movie, and I'm thinking to myself, I have seen your fucking story like twice. Some instances, three times. Okay? Um, so... You're you're selling me a bunch of new characters, and that was cool. I I love the new characters that they mm-hmm. introduced yes. to us. I love every single one of them, uh, except for one. Uh, I felt that Captain Phasm was so Phasma. 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 Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I should know better than that too. Was so <laughs> underwhelming. I I was like, 
I literally and we'll get into we'll get into specifics plot right. wise as we go. Yeah. But all the others, yeah. man: Kylo Ren, Poe, Ray, Finn, loved him. Yeah, loved him, dude. Um, I was just happy to see Vagina Face back. So the, the uh, solicitor, man, he's the Kurarik guy. Yeah. Love that guy. Kurarik. Yeah. But uh, all right, cool. <laughs> you know, I, I actually was more excited to see Admiral Akbar <laughs> yeah, than too. I was. Yeah. Uh, you guys are gonna kill me than to see Leia. I didn't care. I already knew that. Yeah, but there was like the surprise yeah. of like who's oh, still like, oh, around. Cool man, that's rad. Right. So well, because you got to figure maybe some of these species don't age quite like we do. No, it's like Chewbacca. Yeah. Chewbacca, in theory, Chewbacca's uh, Wookiees age at a much slower rate. Oh, right. So right. Chewbacca could essentially be around forever, like yeah. in these in the Star Wars movies. So, yeah. however so, many time jumps we do. I you mean, know? did I like it? Yes. Um, did I love it? No, not really. Um, you know, it was a decent little picture film they put together. <laughs> so my thoughts. Uh, I saw, I've saw. i seen the movie twice at this point. Um, I'm trying to get it a third time in in 2D. I have yet to see a 2D showing. Uh, the first time I saw it, I loved it. I, I loved it. I still love it now. I thought it was great. Um, but as I... My nostalgia factor kicked in at like an 11. And everything that I was seeing on screen was everything that I always wanted in a Star Wars movie, which was the, I wanted to see the Millennium Falcon. I wanted to see Han Solo. I wanted to see Chewbacca and Leia and Luke Skywalker. And I wanted these characters on my screen one more time. And quite honestly, there was a point when I never thought this would happen again, you know? Okay. And so that alone drug me into the movie mm-hmm. and made it, I, I cried uh, at a, when uh, one of our lead characters, I guess we're doing spoiler free, yeah. but when Han Solo died, I, tears at the end of the movie, I was just welled up with excitement of a how, because I went by myself, so there was literally no one for me to talk to. Yeah. And I would just like got in my car and I was like, holy fuck, like I just watched a new Star Wars movies with the legacy characters. And then the, the second time, I stripped all that away, all of it, and I left it outside the theater. And I went, I'm just going to go watch the movie. I want to see what I feel about the movie without three-year-old or six-year-old Ron coming in that watched Return of the Jedi and Empire incessantly and listens still as an adult, listens, you know, to, uh, the, you know, Empire Strikes Back on vinyl and everything else that I do as a giant nerd. And, and I'm with Steve. There was, it was a good movie, but it wasn't a great movie. It was a well-done, it was a well-done remake of the original trilogy right. high points with modern sensibilities. And, I, I, and while that's fine, because that's what fans think they want, I, I think that as time goes on and the rest of this trilogy plays out, hopefully this will be people's least favorite of the new trilogy. I hope that's true too. Because to me, this, when I, my first reaction was my third favorite, my second reaction is I, it's my fourth favorite. Because I can't like it more than A New Hope, because it's a remake of a lot of the high points of the themes of that movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but it's still to me, it's like it did everything I was afraid it was going to do when we had the last podcast, mm-hmm. which is we sure did blow up a Death Star again. Yep. We sure did have that young angsty teen that wanted to get off that desert planet and like was a good electronic pilot, you know, uh, person. Uh, we sure did have a droid that stepped into her life and changed everything. Um, a droid that everybody was looking for again. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, thematically, uh, the reason people, I think, love it is because it harkens back to all of the things we loved mm-hmm. about the original trilogy. And it does it in a way that's sort of sly and cool. And I love all the new characters, uh, although I have some issues with a few things here and there from a story standpoint. Um, but... I. I I think as a general thing, the one thing I'm really mad about is the uh, the the first order is completely underwhelming to me. They're they were kind of badass in the beginning, pretty ruthless, kind of. But they kind of got their asses handed them by you know, and we'll get to this later. Yeah. But essentially, a squadron of X-wing fighters uh, handed the first order their ass. <laughs> to which I'm like, okay, like all right, I, you know, it's and that goes back to a lot of the things I think. Uh, the stakes were high in this you mean movie. Stormtroopers who aren't amazing. It was more than that, but we'll let's let's. <laughs> Isn't that kind of like definition? Let's let's take a step back from that and let's talk about just the whole movie, and we'll just start at the beginning. So we get through the opening crawl. Uh, we find Which, out for me was like that was the yes. Like I, I it's my, Star Wars. Like I caught my breath. Did dude. anybody like else I, miss as soon as it? Twentieth Century Fox fanfare. Scrolling. Oh, man. it wasn't there, was no, it? No, because it wasn't a Twentieth Century Fox. I was the duh, duh, right. duh, duh, 
like it was it, I was like it didn't come up and I was like oh we're, we're already at the Lucasfilm thing shit alright yay yeah, you know yeah. uh, the oh, Star Wars about that. No, no big fanfare because it's not 20th Century Fox but I'm with you Steve like that moment my theater especially the opening night 7 o'clock crowd erupted yeah. dude like see I was uh, I was at the the 9 o'clock uh, 9 a.m. showing on uh, Friday morning and there was nothing but silence not a cloud oh that's like the skank a, shift in Vegas like yeah. when <laughs> <laughs> it was like I at first I wanted to be like woo you know but then like nobody else was and I didn't want to be that one well, was guy, at the 10 30 show I was like yeah because I'm like fuck it I don't care and other people are like oh this guy's cheering we're cheering too you know <laughs> so I mean I'm the I'm the leader you started the wave I did I yeah. did I'm like except I hate the wave in real life <laughs> um so uh opening crawl happens uh we go down to the planet um Jakku. What a great moment, though, with the ship going in between the planet and the, and it was the a good, viewer. Yeah. Visually, there were so many good visuals. Look, the, the visually, it was a beautiful film. Uh, yeah, An absolutely. absolutely beautiful film. So many clever moments. There were. There were. Um, I, 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 my one complaint visually is we sure did trumpet the use of practical effects, like a lot going into the film, and there were sure a shitload of CGI effects yeah. that didn't need to be CGI effects. Like what? Uh, well, I thought Emperor, like Snoke looked. Oh, yeah. Volda Snoke was not uh, 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 my favorite. <laughs> I, I was calling him uh, Gollum Snoke. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. and then. Because uh, it's even done by. Yeah, it's, it's, it's played by, by uh, God, uh, Andy Serkis. Yeah, yeah, did Snoke. But I mean, there was just a lot of little things. And I, I'm sorry, I don't like the new Star Destroyer design as much. It, it's eh. it looks to me, you know how you always talk about the the weird jagged edges on Transformers. I I for the first time was like, Chris is right. This looks like a giant mess of fucking parts, and I don't yeah. really see the like the Empire. All the lines were clean in the Empire because it was a right. real model. So yeah. it was like they had no choice but to make straight lines little yeah. you know but that was all it was all and a turn and a jag and a turn it was like how many shapes can we get into it's this spiky bits yeah for no reason apparently you know? but yeah. but once again it harkened back i got it it was fine but we get down to uh jacku for the first time and this was my first heartbreaking moment because of uh why did i just forget the actor's name uh the older max von sido there max von sido did you know that was supposed to be wedge originally i did no. not that and dennis lawson's like nah, i'm not interested in your star wars film <laughs> Really? Wow. He's like, I would find that boring. I'm not. I don't want to do that. So wedge, well, wedge turned out that should have been wedge that, that Poe awesome. was visiting. I, what well, an idiot. You know, it, it probably would have. It probably would have cut into his time. You know, jocking the register at fucking Wiener Snitchel or whatever. <laughs> what a dumb movie, dude. I, you know, as supposed to. And th- now, now that you know that, aren't you like? Fuck, that could have been Wedge. Yeah. And that death would have had so much more meaning to yes. you. Right. Because yes. the whole time I'm looking at the character and I'm like, and I'm, I'm trying to. Like, who is this guy? Am I, I'm supposed to know him for some reason. And like, I, it, I have a feeling like I should, but I don't. Here's man. what, here's my understanding of my, of this character that we just met for the first time is that we're going to meet him in yeah. Rogue One. Is what I've heard. I could see that. Oh, okay, it's not nothing. Nothing. No one said this is exactly happening, right. but it makes sense if the next movie that's coming out is Rogue One and yeah. our connection to the Force Awakens, as we see this character as a young guy, and now we just watched him die as an yeah. older guy. Oh, you yeah. know, yeah. so. Um, but uh, Poe Dameron, uh, the uh, the hot shot pilot of the Resistance, yes, uh, uh, and that motherfucker is a hot shot pilot. Let me tell you, yeah, uh, does some pretty incredible flying without the Force, um, and I'm impressed. But he shows up to collect a map for Luke Skywalker, and Luke Skywalker, uh, and for those of you who doesn't seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about, the world's ultimate MacGuffin. So now yeah. we've we've entered into Star Wars, the Indiana Jones trilogy saga, uh, <laughs> because. We took a main character and we basically said, you know what? We're going to just search for him for a movie as yeah. opposed to actually have him in said film, um, which I think is my other complaint because growing up, you know, everybody knows you were either a Luke Skywalker guy or a Han Solo guy. Like you're either yeah. really into the force or you really like Han Solo. It's like, what are you into? Yeah. I was always a Luke Skywalker guy. Yeah. I love Han Solo, but Luke was my guy. And the fact that like he had no lines in the movie at all, <laughs> like right. none did not speak. So, which brings me back to, remember the table read picture that we all got wet about like two years ago? And Mark Hamill's there. Yes. And I'm thinking to myself, what was Mark Hamill doing? Yeah, He's like, he reading? He, no, they're like, all right, Mark, you've got like a flashback in the middle and then we're going to meet you not till the end, but you'll have a bigger part in episode eight. And he's like, cool. That was you, a photo op. They're like, you come to the table read. He's like, cool, cool, cool. And so he's sitting there and he's like reading the script and he goes, okay, here comes my flashback. Here comes, it's a, Luke puts hand on R2-D2 and he's like, <laughs> 
Okay, but I got lines at the end. I know I got lines at the end. You don't even you don't even know it's him, no, right? It's he's wearing a hood. It could be anybody. It, could it be was some out. extra. He had the metal hand. <laughs> yeah, it was it was you know second unit shit. It was <laughs> thank you. They some could, guy they're like they hey, shot um, that at Comic Con on a green yeah. screen. Yeah. Jimmy, put the sandwich down. Put the hood on. <laughs> Okay, yeah. we we can't get Mark because I mean it's a money thing. I don't want to talk about it. Just put the fucking hood on so, and touch R two. So Mark Mark's reading the script. He goes, "Wow, this this movie's it's very familiar, but you know it's good. I like it." You know, <laughs> he's like getting in the end. He's like, "Oh, and they're blowing up the Death Star, and this is where you're gonna find me. Like they're gonna find." And, and you know, he's thinking, he's like, "Oh, she goes to grab the lightsaber. This could be me. No, okay, no, it's not me, but it's coming. I know I'm coming at the end. Here it is. Okay, she finds him, and Luke Skywalker says nothing. He looks very sad. Cut to black. What the fuck? Like what?" <laughs> I flew all the way out to England for and this there bullshit. is the end of your movie. You know what? And what was great, as soon as the fuck, because for weeks now we've heard all kinds of shit. Where is Luke? Right? It was is like fucking, more hashtag is, where is Luke than is, Natasha. Is Kylo Ren, <laughs> is Kylo Ren fucking Luke Skywalker? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And man, that scroll starts and goes, Luke Skywalker's fucking missing. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking bows. I said, ha! That's why. <laughs> you know? There you go. There's your fucking mystery, you know? Yeah, um, do you think Mark Hamill just did like all of the uh, the asides and like the odd character voices? Like he's like, they're like, you know what? We don't have anybody to do like this, uh, the traitor guy. Or could you do like Stormtrooper B, Mark? And he just- probably he probably did it like uh, David Prowse, the original Vader. <laughs> And then when he saw it in the theater, like all of his fucking stuff was like, it was somebody else. And he's like, looks over like, you bastards. Yeah. You know? But we hit the planet, another desert planet. What? Yeah. What? It, 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 Come which, on, that's Star Wars. Which, listen, you fucking, got a desert planet, you got an ice planet, you got a green planet. We that's sure Star did, Wars. We all sure did go to all the locations that we went to in the original trilogy, except they were different, Steve. They it, were different it this boggles time. boggles the fucking mind. <laughs> Why anybody would want to stay on this shithole desert planet. I'm sure there are reasons. Aren't there some fucking ships right there? Maybe get on and go where the water is. Dude, there okay? are people living Although water, in so Water did not seem to be an issue on this planet. So we said, you people know what? People live in Blythe. Listen, they're like, you know what? Listen, we, we burned out Tatooine the death. So you know what? We're going to call this fucker Jakku. <laughs> oh, it's a desert planet. Yeah. Okay, cool. There's no water there either. No, they scavenged for. Okay, cool. Uh, and as soon as he handed that droid the fucking map, I said, "Oh, you knew." Oh, look at that. That was Leia handing the fucking plans off to R two. And this is where it started for me. I said, "Oh shit, here we go." I, I had a slightly bigger issue. I have notes, so I'm, oh, okay. I'm going to my, my notes. My question is, and this is the one thing that I'm going to complain about. Okay. Can't these motherfuckers send an email or something? Why is everything got to be on a flash drive? Why are they going to stick it in a droid? No space email? Is that what you're saying? They can't send it. Hey, guess what? Luke's on this place. The same reason they stay on the desert planet. These people are a bunch of dumbasses. I can can totally get the desert planet thing. There's like resources there that they're mining or whatever. It's like when you go out to fucking like uh, uh, Salt and Sea. You're like, why the fuck do you live out here? And they're like, it's warm. (laughs) I like the sun. It's isolated. You know, people leave you alone. Okay, so Poe Dameron shows up on his top secret supermission in this isolated area. And two things bugged me about this right away. The, uh, and this is really the second viewing. The first thing that bugged me about it is, could he park his ship any fucking closer to the super secret meeting place? You know, just on the off chance that somebody <laughs> might catch them. Yeah. Let's park, you know, and, and it's like, you get the moment where you're like, you're like, really? You didn't like even try to hide your fucking resistance fighter I mean, yes. considering through the entire movie apparently everybody has a direct line to the goddamn new order yeah exactly okay? I mean everybody's like <laughs> right, pulls right. up the flip phone and it's boom you know they're calling they're calling in airstrikes so yes that was a little little weird and but, then and then it's not his uh, and it's his super secret x-wing fighter because it's not his regular black squadron pay job that he has on his later one it's just a stock one that he brought from the showroom to like he's like no one will know that i'm a resistance guy with my t70 sitting out front because (laughs) everybody flies that it's cool right um the other thing is i i get the whole like he's the best fighter pilot in the 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 resistance but why in the fuck is he the best spy exactly why do you spend <laughs> what part of flying helped any part of that mission at all right. like like he's just like hi I'm here. I'm a really good fighter pilot. I don't wear disguises or have any concept of <laughs> He's not even subtlety. Wearing a fucking hood. <laughs> he 
just you know, like, everybody went, else has a fucking hood. I'm pretty sure he had a name tag that said Poe on it. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> so, oh, so, uh, uh, but that aside, we get, uh, we get, and then, oh, and then think about this. What if it had been Wedge and he's just all, I'm Poe Dameron, the greatest fighter pilot in the galaxy. And Wedge is like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you are, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Congratulations. How many Death Stars have you blown up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, give the movie some time there, sir. Yeah. You know? So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, like, I love the opening scene I had no problem with. First Order shows up. Um, we start mercilessly killing people, although I was a little disappointed <laughs> Did anybody else notice that the flame trooper only set a basket on fire? <laughs> yeah, he didn't burn a whole lot. It was like, it was like, let's cut to the flame trooper setting this this basket. It's like, what the fuck did that basket do to that guy, man? God damn. Right. <laughs> so. Well, and, and that's when we're introduced for the first time. You see Kylo Ren come on, and great introduction, by the way. Totally. Looked rad. Uh, the stopping of the fucking laser bolt and everything, like good stuff. So cool, man. I mean, that was like that was some that was some force welding power oh, we oh had God, not yeah. seen before. That's what know? I like. We saw but that a was pretty different cool. Facet of it. And yeah. here's here's one thing I thought is interesting because if you go by, like the the Star Wars titles have a meaning, and everyone's always like they don't have any meaning, and I'm like, no, they do have a meaning. Like if you look at every title of every movie, there is a certain meaning that goes along to the larger yeah. scope of the movies. So the Force Awakens to me. Uh, harkens back to the prequel trilogy when Yoda essentially by episode three is like, should we tell them that we're losing our ability to use the force? Essentially the force is in like a downturn, right? And all of a sudden something clicks and we're there on the battlefield. Now, some people are wanting to want to say that Finn was like, like, oh, he was just PTSD. He's not the Jedi. Ray's the Jedi. I'm like, they could both be force sensitive. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking Finn is absolutely definitely force sensitive. I think I think he is going to turn into a, a Jedi. Yeah, why not? And especially if you think you about know? the fact that because uh, Ben and I will for now on call Kylo Ben Solo yeah. because Ben Solo is a way cooler name than Kylo Ren. Yeah. See, that um, was the part I, I missed. He did call him Ben, ben right? Yeah, okay. he's Ben. He's Ben. ben. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, at first Which I was I like... That was a beautiful he... choice. Yeah, totally. Well, well I, in the books, weren't their kids originally named? They were Jason, Jaden, and... Are Jason, Jaden, and Anakin were the names in the Expanded Universe. So I thought somebody had a Ben... Ben was, was that- Luke Skywalker's son with uh-huh. Mara Jade right. uh, from the later, later books. But okay. there was a Ben, but he was Ben Skywalker, not Ben Solo. So oh, okay. they, look, they this whole movie, it, like they have picked and choose moments out of the EU yeah. and off the original trilogy. Yeah. Uh, and we'll go through that as we go. But yeah, there, there was a lot of borrowing from the EU mm. and from the original trilogy in this movie. But um, we get to meet Ben, Kylo Ben for the first time. Yeah. Uh, and Kylo Ben... Uh, he uh, he's kind of a badass. I mean, he's not yeah. the thing I liked about him though is he's not like. And this is I got into a discussion about this with somebody else, but the concept of like the Jedi and the prequels because somebody was like, I don't like all that hippity hoppity, uh, you know, sword fighting bullshit they do in the prequels, and I was like, I have no problem with it because oh, that to was me, cool. those are trained Jedi's. Yes, yes, everything you see in the original trilogy is basically Darth Vader pl- toying with Luke Skywalker and everybody else until Luke uses the dark side to overcome him in Return of the Jedi, yeah. which is something people always miss that moment. Like he wins through the dark side, he does not win through the light side, but he yeah. rejects the dark side, and that's why he doesn't turn. All right. Uh, but in this movie, we see a lot of untrained people, somewhat trained, but not super trained. They're not trained in fighting, at least, but not trained in the ways of the Jedi. I don't know that the sword fighting was very trained either. So there was a lot of thrusting in this movie yeah. in the sword fights um, or the laser sword fights. Yeah. Um, and I, you know what? But it's like with Kylo, I love sort of the raw usage of the force by him. Yeah. Which, you know? And it's like you could almost see that represented just in his lightsaber. Right. It wasn't that normal, smooth. Yeah. Even the you know red all the Sith lightsabers all the Jedi lightsabers with this smooth blade looking you know and sword this was like crackling yeah, like right? barely contained energy and it made him that much more ominous that like yeah. his sword didn't just go it was like right. it was like constant sound which made yeah. it a little more you know made you a little uneasy um 
I gotta say that the vo the garbled voice in the mask started bugging me yeah, initially. Me too. And I liked him better out actually, of the mask. I actually didn't mind it. I I, that was just that. a personal thing. But the second time I saw it, it didn't bother me as much because I was uh -huh. more used to it. Because unlike the original trilogy, they didn't get a different actor to do a deeper baritone voice. Right. They took somebody with a deeper voice and then just augmented his voice. Yeah. You know. So which made sense because once we got the mask off, you know. Yeah. So uh, uh, basically, he takes we we meet. This is where we meet Finn <laughs> for the first time. Um, Finn basically refuses to shoot anybody on the planet where they're uh, killing people and burning baskets. What um, a great visual, though, when his buddy touches his helmet and wipes it. And the, yeah. the blood marks. across the helmet yeah. like that. Which is I something mean, that, was... that you haven't seen. No, no. Sure. Well, definitely. You know, when they like, die are clean. And, and it, that, definitely. This is the first time I think we've seen any blood, like real blood, right. since, since A New Hope. A New Hope when... Uh, What's his name? Got his arm cut yeah, off. Yeah, that's the only uh, other time I can right. think of blood, like in yeah, this trilogy you know, or in this so that saga. Was, and even in, in today's day and age, dude, they they try to steer away from a lot of blood. Especially, I, I think in, it's a ratings thing because they killed yeah. a lot of fucking people in this movie, yes, right? Did. Which is, but you can kill a lot of people just as long as it's not all blood and gore. Right, and shit, right. You know? But there so. was a lot of dead in this movie. Like, yeah, several <laughs> worlds full of Well, dead. the worlds I'm not as worried about. That's well, large okay. scale. But when you're seeing the, like a lot of dudes get shot and eaten by like yeah. creatures and shit. I yes. mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get I to mean, that part, but... <laughs> you know, so, um, that was pretty hardcore. So we basically, we uh, BB-8 gets to escape. Uh, and oh my God, is that not the cutest little thing on the fucking planet? Like that thing, BB-8 as a, 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 obviously as a character is brilliant. Yeah. Because it's the cutest goddamn thing since the Ewoks. Um, that is a marketing genius it's, moment it's right there. It's a much cooler droid too than the Star Wars Rebels uh, Chopper. I cannot stand this fucking droid. It's, it's kind of the same principle, but Chopper, but BB-8 is cuter. Um, it's a sassy droid. Like, But BB-8 was a sassy a droid, droid too. Be, be <laughs> I love the little thumbs up with yeah. the lighter. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, we meet BB-8 for the first time and BB-8 R2-D2s it across the desert by himself, you know, with yeah. information in hand about the whereabouts of Luke Skywalker. Meanwhile, Poe's been captured and taken up to the ship. Uh, where Kylo, we get to see Kylo use a little bit of force power. Which uh, was kind of something different, you know, you don't see, you've never really seen them kind of no. using this. He's the first one, and, you know, and that's that's one of the nice things about this movie. Telepathy type yeah, of thing. People, people sort of forget that it's like each Jedi is sort of specialized in their their force power works in very specific for specific reasons and ways and like Darth Vader the whole point of Anakin and how powerful he was is because Anakin was basically able to do everything well whereas everybody else sort of was like really like Obi-Wan was always a great sort of his thing was always about you know he could mind trick people and he was a great defensive sword fighter you know like that was where like Mace Windu was a great warrior right um and yoda yoda just had the like a great touch like he was very in touch with the force so you see each of these jedis but i love the kylo like his thing was he could tap into he could seem to tap into everybody's minds yeah. and control them physically and we that's the other thing you'd never seen anybody else just fully stop somebody yeah like in mid movement like vader would choke people he could like he would yeah. go for that jugular but we see some different uses of the force which i think is pretty fucking sweet to be yeah, honest with that you. was pretty cool yeah um, I like the change in the rules a little bit. I think that's cool. Change in the rules how? The, the of the force powers to see see them take it somewhere new. Um well, I think this goes along with the idea of the force awakening. Yeah. I think we have the opportunity in this new trilogy mm -hmm. to see uh uh more powerful Jedi than we've ever seen on film before. Yeah. Because if the idea is they were losing their ability to use the Force and Yoda was still as powerful as he was, mm -hmm. like, what happens when the Force suddenly has reawakened and everybody now can tap into it un unbridled? You know, yeah. it's like, these people could be fucking, like, gods. Like, Luke Skywalker could come back well, and be ridiculous. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But see, the, the Jedi have never really gone away and they're still doing that in in even Star Wars Rebels right, right now. Right. I mean, there are still Force-sensitive children and and in Rebels, if you're watching it, they're going after them again, right? To go pick up these baby, you know. And what what has happened is that they start turning them into inquisitors. They're not Sith lords, right? They turn they turn them into inquisitors. So the Jedi have never really gone away. It's just the Empire was really quick to get them, you know. And Vader would kill anybody who was. Uh, force sensitive at all yeah yeah you know so so we meet uh uh we meet finn in a quick moment and we meet uh general hux and captain phasma as well for the first time yes so what you guys think about the first order like because i i basically was like not impressed with the first first order 
I guess it's kind of like if you took the Empire and you took away the brilliance of Palpatine and fucking Darth Vader, uh, the Empires are sort of a bunch of schmoes too. Um, but these guys really seemed like a bunch of schmoes. Uh, uh, just sort of like they were all haphazard in everything they did. It's you know, it's the um, you know when you have like a championship team in sports <laughs> sure sure and then those kids all leave and you just and have, you have the, that rebuilding year sure, is that what this is i think that's what the first order is <laughs> that's why they're the first order because you know the, the second order, second will order be, coming in will be the the champs what'd you think steve i i was like like their captain i was underwhelmed okay all right by them i i was kind of like meh I've yeah. never really seen them as impressive. It, it for wasn't many of the really. Movies. It wasn't until they. Oh wait, wait, wait! You mean you don't think the Empire was like the Empire was fucking way? Because look, the Empire comes in in the first Those motherfuckers couldn't hit anything. Dude, they walked into a ship that was fully guarded, a blockade runner, in the very first movie, and fucking wiped the floor with those assholes. It, it really wasn't until General yeah, Hux does his clothes. speech on the Star Killer base, where you're like, hey, and you go. That is some fucking forthright shit going on there. Okay, <laughs> yeah. definitely I some mean, Nazi uh, yeah, fascism I mean, propaganda. It really tapped into what what, and that's what Lucas was tapping into. Yeah. with the original World War Two stuff, man. And totally. this this was definitely on 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 that scale. When you saw them lined up like that, you went, "Oh, I, I see where you're fucking going with this." Yeah, you know. Well, they, I think they had so, to make it clear cool that the Empire they, was they not did that the good in guys. Episode three as well, right? Yeah, I'm just like. Or was it was it uh, Attack of the Clones? And Attack of the Clones. We're, we're, we're jumping too ahead. We'll, we'll 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 come back to that. Yes, because I have a problem with. We'll come. Back I to have that. a problem with the First Order. We'll come back to it. But okay. what, just initial thoughts. Oh, you could talk about your problem with the First Order. It's fine. So after you fucking destroyed the Death Star two and essentially the Empire, uh, did you just throw your fucking hands up in the air and say, "Well, we're done"? Are you talking about the rebellion? Yeah. Or what became the Republic? Yeah. See, that, you're just like, well, that's like, you know, it's the classic, like, oh, you know, hey, fuck it, we're done. Just pack this shit up. See, I think, I think one of the problems. You let, you let these assholes build up again over 30 years? There you go. What one of the, the problems, fuck happened? One of the problems I have with this new movie, and not that I need to see, like, I don't need to see them in the fucking Republic doing trade negotiation stuff again. Like, that's cool. Uh, I don't need slow moments like this. But I felt like there was a little bit lacking of the backstory about what happened to the galaxy in the last 30 years. Because you, let, you let them turn a planet? <laughs> a fucking whole planet? <laughs> into a... In, well, let's talk about that later because I have great issues with the Starkiller base. Big so, time, dude. Um, but the idea is... because you And the thing is, you got to read like other shit in order to get the backstory which is essentially the new republic for those of you guys that don't i've already done the research for you the new republic wins the fucking fight they essentially all these home worlds liberate themselves from the empire and then immediately they uh they they basically are at war for about a year and the empire takes a crushing blow on the planet of jakku and after that crushing blow, they essentially sign an armistice with the what's left of the empire, with a few moths, uh, uh, grand moths that are around. Uh-huh. And you, it's like you guys keep whatever fucking space you have left. We're gonna keep what we have. We're free. You don't bother us. We don't bother you. And then the new republic yeah. demilitarizes after the armistice. Armistice goes through. Okay. So they have one fleet. That's it. And then they really focus on each planet being able to defend itself. So it's like yeah. planetary defense as opposed. They don't. They're like we don't want ever the empire. We don't want a war machine that can come back and retake what was lost. So what happens is is the first order is essentially like a small. They're like Bulgaria or Germany versus they're the rest the, of the, the world. They're the Klingon Empire. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> building away over there. Right. And so what happens is is they're they're on the rise again as the Force Awakens. Understood. So, but that's the, 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 the key backstory that's somewhat lost. But I have in, to read some books to get there. Yeah, or fucking go to Wikipedia, you know? Yeah. It's like, and let somebody <laughs> else do that shit for you because, goddamn, it was a lot of reading to go, wow, this, you know, and so much so that it's like, you find out Mon Mothma was the original like lead and then she loses control and uh, she doesn't like Princess Leia anymore. And then the new guy that takes over, they move the from Coruscant to the Hosnian system, uh, which is what gets blown up in the movie. Uh, the, the, you know, the, because they don't want to be connected with the empire at all. So it's like, thank God Coruscant is still fine. And we didn't blow that shit up, like blow some other nameless planets up. I'm all right with that, like- you know? Because Jakku didn't they blow? Of course, was, no, was, and that was, was the such, mistake. It was it, such a strategic and important planet. Uh, for whatever reason, of, that's where the fight of, went down. A fucking scene. <laughs> 
Well, maybe it was like the the spice, right. dude. He who controls the spice <laughs> controls the universe. Uh, no, they blew up Hosnian Prime and all of its moons, which is what you see blowing up in the movie. Okay, because wow. I was like, it looked did like they just Coruscant destroy Coruscant? They did not. They blew up okay. the, the seat of the Republic had moved to Hosnian Prime, uh, okay. which you also don't know. So if you're just a random moviegoer, you think that's you're like, Coruscant. motherfucking Coruscant just if got blown up. you watched your other movies because you think that's where the fucking Senate was. But it was not. They moved to Got a different here. planet, which means Coruscant could still come back into play later on. So. But we still haven't even been introduced yet to... Daisy Ridley? Oh, yeah. So, right. Okay. Lovely so, Daisy. So, we, we leave basically the Star Destroyer after that, and we immediately flash to Daisy Ridley as Rey. Um, uh, so, first reactions on Rey, you guys. Tell me your first reactions on Rey. Uh, she was cool. I didn't have any problems with it. <laughs> We're going to hear a lot of that out of Chris, you guys, I, by the I, way. I, like I said, I got no problems with the film. I mean, well, I, like I, I know said, that there uh, are things. Another, look, I don't need you to have problems with great, it. Great We're, just, new character. We're talking about it. You know? She's a great new I character. I thought she was awesome. Yeah. Um, but once again, I, 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 I was like, here's the dynamic of a third person, this young person trapped on this uh, crappy planet, putting on a rebel helmet, staring at the fucking sky, thinking of bigger things. And I'm like, fuck me, man. I have seen this for the third time now. <laughs> but I think that's what makes it universal. Is every kid puts on that rebel helmet. Ron's kid's wearing one that he used to wear when he was a kid. But he's not I trapped. Mean, on, I mean, Riverside is kind of a desert planet okay, of swords. But right? I, I, I get that. <laughs> I, I think I've that's what doesn't that. bother me about this being the same exact story told in a different way. I, I don't mind that the history is repeating itself. I don't mind that... Han Solo is the Obi-Wan of this this trilogy. I don't mind that shit. It's it it's cyclical. That life is cyclical like that. Yeah, but they I, build the Death Star. You got the bad guys building a big gun. I think here's my problem. They destroy that gun, they build a bigger gun. I, I think you're I think people in general's hatred for the prequels becomes disingenuous when you turn around and say something like, I don't remind them I don't mind them rehashing old story points. Because to me, like then what it's like at a certain point then what is your complaint with these movies what did you not like about the previous movies that you suddenly give this one a free pass for all of its transgressions it was never story that was the problem okay well that's that's story fine was, i mean the story is a little goofy with the whole uh, you know jesus uh anakin who's virgin birth with the midi chlorians and all that bullshit that you know that's stupid i i personally think and we'll talk about that as we go forward but all that shit's going to come back into play in a way that's completely unexpected i hope not and uh, and snoke is going to be and we'll we can talk about that right now if you want um but we meet snoke later on in the film i hate that name it's a terrible name. It's a terrible name. But here's the question. It doesn't roll off my fucking lips no. at all. First off, Snoke, everyone's Snoke. like, is he giant? And I'm like, it's a fucking hologram. People. I didn't, I didn't know guys. it was until it turned off. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I was <laughs> like, so grateful. I was like, look, I guess a fucking a big motherfucker, dude. <laughs> you know? And then it went to because you're so used to the holograms that we've always known in, in six movies. But it's a more yeah, advanced hologram. Being this, fl- this right. blue flickering thing. So, yeah, I was totally sold. That's a big guy. <laughs> and know? I was, too. If I was so disappointed. Just, when it first came it on, off, when like, first okay. came on, I was like, God damn it. I'm all, they built a giant golem. Like, yeah. giant it's Voldemort exactly, is ruling, is the evil of the galaxy. I, it's exactly what I thought. I was like, so, oh, the, the, with a big old vagina in his forehead. So, those of us that are, are versed in Star Wars lore, uh, my immediate thought is, holy fuck, this could be Darth Plagueis. Yes. <laughs> so, for Chris, who obviously doesn't remember anything... Uh, Darth Plagueis was yes, Palpatine's remember. master yes. who could avoid death. So, and Palpatine killed him. And I'm using my bear quotes over here. He right. killed him. Uh, but that idea of here's a guy that could avoid death. And maybe what a fucking great way to tie it back to the original, like the to the yeah. prequel trilogy and all the way through if yet another Sith Lord has managed to survive. And he's just been lying in wait while because Palpatine was too powerful. Well, you know? Palpatine lied in wait for many years. Decades, many, right? Many, many years. Right. You know? So there would be nothing wrong with that concept of lying <laughs> sure. in wait. So I, I that idea of Darth Plagueis 
you know, the these Jedi that was so power, or the Sith Lord that was so powerful, he could control the midichlorians and the Force to create life. So if he's essentially the one that created Anakin, who begat Luke Skywalker, who begat Finn, like in a way, this is like his great grandfather that is like come to train yeah. him and it's like this idea of star wars these circles you know which is the one thing i do love about this film is the characters they introduce and the idea of ben solo being the bad guy so you think luke's son is finn no that's I, what you said no 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 because leia you're forgetting about leia so leia's her leia's mom. ben's Mom, Ben Solo. No, you said Finn. I know what I meant. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so you're talking about Ben. I'm talking about Ben Solo. Okay. Ben okay. Solo. So you got me confused for a minute. No, like, no, wait a minute. Sorry. Did Luke have some like jungle fever? Well, or what no, was because up with that? we get to Ray, and let's get let's jump back to Ray. So we meet Ray for the first time. Yes. Uh, Ray to me is the most interesting character because one, not a fully fleshed out backstory. We essentially find out she was left on this planet um, in a flashback that comes later in the film. That's and go ahead. That's that's illegal. You can't just leave kids. <laughs> no, it's like you're leaving them at the fire station, dude. Like it's that. a safe place. Just, they yeah, did it, it with right. Luke. They, you know. So they gave him to the aunt and uncle. They, they made it seem like he just dropped off, dropped this little girl off in the sand. She ah, but there was some off. old lady. But, but let's look at that. No, it wasn't an old lady. It was the guy that was the ration guy that was holding her arm in the flashback. So my thought, and this is like, let's get into bigger Star Wars talk here for a second. Who is Ray? All right, to me. The brilliance of Ray is what if Ray is Obi-Wan Kenobi's granddaughter? See, I was thinking she's either going to be some relation to Obi-Wan or to Luke would be or the to other Luke. one. Luke it's, is the obvious. Right. So Luke is the obvious one, right? But how Obi-Wan wouldn't have gotten with somebody? Why not? Because the Jedi doesn't do that. But he wasn't a Jedi anymore. There were no Jedi he was anymore. Out, he was out oh, he banging. Was out doing his Jedi he could have been out there banging sand people, man. <laughs> he probably was. You know, That's I mean, he knew so much about him. Take take this take this thought for just a second. <laughs> okay, spook easy. I mean, and look how old he got in sixteen years. You don't get that fucking old. You don't get that old fucking being single, man. You get that old putting up with some old lady's bullshit, dude. That's right, that's fair fucking. Enough. Fair look enough. at look look at this fucking beard, man. Yeah. That's truth. <laughs> So what if what if Ray is Ray Kenobi, essentially, and what if Ben, who's a Skywalker of sorts, uh, you know, basically now the circle comes back around, and what we realize is because really when you think about the Star Wars saga, we spend just as much time with Obi Wan Kenobi through four movies as we do with Darth Vader, yeah. you know. And so the, these, these, it's like almost like a Hatfield McCoy's thing at this point where we have these two families that are constantly intertwined. Yeah. So what if Rey was left on that planet by Luke to protect her from the dark side and Snoke after the shit went down with, yeah. uh, you know, with, with Ben, all right? She was left intentionally with the guy who's like the scavenger guy watch over her and then what if the guy that was on the planet was there watching her the whole time because well, why was. would the resistance guy be there for any other reason yeah just happens to retire to this planet this that just happens to have the millennium hole of a desert planet. but wait it just happens <laughs> to have the millennium falcon and right. it just happens to have the super force user that we find yeah. out as the movie goes on there's a lot there's a lot i think we're gonna find out it's a skywalker I, it would make more sense i think if she was a kenobi and I want it to be that as well that be because cool. that would be because first off, Luke is a Jedi, you know, so maybe Luke. Yeah, but Luke did not finish his training. Luke did not have the kind of training. This is where I think the parallels are OK for me because you lost Anakin to the mm -hmm. dark side because Obi-Wan trained him. Obi-Wan was not ready to train. Oh, I don't think that's why Anakin went to the dark okay, side. But, right. I, but it's about hunger. It's about. Okay. I, I think I think. But I, he I wasn't think, able to guide him. I think he Fair same enough. thing guilt. with, with uh, Luke trying to guide these young. He's not prepared to guide them. He doesn't have the knowledge. Well, but he was guiding them until basically until Ben him. Ben falls to the dark side and fucking slaughters everybody. Exactly, you know? exactly. So, which is the same thing that happened with Darth Vader, right? It's it's the same setup. You got somebody who's training Jedi that isn't qualified to train the Jedi yet. Well, that, I see, because then you're making an assumption that essentially it was the training that caused the person to fall to the dark side as opposed oh, to, you, you know, know. No, it was the lack and, of guidance and, and look, from somebody who listen, knew what they were doing. You guys, you really need to go back and, and watch, like, the Clone Wars and all the stuff that's still canon to this universe. There have been many Jedi that have fallen for all kinds of different okay. reasons. right. 
Right. Ventress was on her way to becoming a Jedi, and she was something a Padawan. happened. Yeah. It had nothing to do with her with her her training gone bad. It happened to do with a whole set of other circumstances. Right. Right. So I mean, these things happen. Um, and, and you know it's what I think? Not it is, just because of that. I think because here's the thing. Let's talk about a little bit about the dark side, like as an idea. I think the dark side is a lot like heroin use. Where the first time you get it, the first time you tap into it, it's got to be like a fucking rush, dude. And then in order to continue tapping into it and getting that like moment of evil, you got to do worse and worse shit. And what happens is you go down this rabbit hole and it just gets worse and fucking worse and worse and worse. But the force always presents both sides. It always gives you a choice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And you can go either way. This is a nerdy fucking episode. It dude. is. But that, hey, we've gone like deep. So, yeah, but we you know, haven't this. even gotten off the goddamn planet. But hey, yeah, but seriously. Yeah, but I, we're 45 minutes in. Yeah, but we've been dying to do this. Yes, and we, you've true. been warned That's ahead of time true. that this was going to be yeah, this a Force Awakens shit. only. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you know what? This is the shit I've been dying to talk about. Yeah, and this yeah. is the room to do it in. Yeah. Yeah. So this will probably end up being a double episode <laughs> by the time we break it up. But I don't care. Like, let's keep going. So so this idea of Ray, we meet Ray for the first time and the force awakens in her as well all right so ray so we meet ray she's sort of this loner living on this planet scraping by by scrapping old crash star destroyers and fucking and the sand and sun have done wonders for her skin. she's the whitest person to <laughs> ever live on a <laughs> desert planet beautiful she wears not a head wrap you know not a wrinkle gargles. on her ass well because she's in the dark all the time scavenging Steve. that's true she's kind of living in a crash star destroyer so she comes across bb-8 who uh, who is being captured by what can only be described as the worst Halloween costume I've ever seen in my life? You didn't like that little guy? Oh, that really guy looked cool. terrible. He looked great in the initial shot, uh-huh. and but the shot walking away, I was like, that sure is a dude in a donkey suit yeah. <laughs> walking away right now. That looks like he's got a big stick up his ass. It was just they that creature did not need to be in that shot for that long. Yeah. Like the long, the, my biggest problem with puppets. And as much as puppetry looks good at times, is the longer a puppet stays in the shot, the more fake it looks. Because my eye eventually starts looking at all of the awkwardness of it. It's like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to say this. I watched because we everybody watched all the fucking original movies. Jabba the Hutt looks great. Except yes. when we're on wide shots on him for a long period of time. Yeah. Because you can see the fucking rubberiness on his chest. And it looks like the head looks great, right. but the chest is like super awkward. And I'm all right with that because my suspension of disbelief allows for it. But at a certain point, I'm like, don't fucking linger on. But see, we're also things. we're also seeing it now, and like, yeah, you know, high like definition, right, 1080 right. I mean, I've seen Ron's TV, and it is a beautiful <laughs> fucking TV. Don't you don't want to be on this TV? Because you can. Every fucking flaw you've got will be fucking seen. It's, on it's funny TV. because go when you come and watch the fucking uh, the uh, like New Hope, yeah, dude, you can see everybody's makeup, yeah, <laughs> and wow. you're like, I Alec Guinness, you're like, God damn, Alec Guinness, you got some pores, son. Yeah, like, you, know, you need to get some blackhead remover. Like, so, get on that shit. You know, uh, how funny. <laughs> but go ahead. Okay, so you know. she's stranded on the planet. She finds BB-8. Uh, uh, BB-8, uh, everybody on the planet, everybody in the fucking galaxy, apparently, one, got the text message that the First Order is looking for BB-8. Uh, and two, uh, apparently BB-8's a really valuable droid, you know, because he's a ball. And there's not a lot of balls, apparently, floating around in the right. universe. He's pretty dope. He is dope. You can get like, one for about 100 bucks. <laughs> yes, you can. I and got he's one. got an antenna, which... It's like my phone doesn't even have like an <laughs> antenna, an you know? external antenna. Like, but his like, antenna was uh, bent, Steve. Uh, what is that? Your fucking rabbit ears? Yeah. All right. It was <laughs> okay. It was well, anybody put an off antenna. by the fact that Ray could literally speak to every creature? Like that has to be one of her force powers because she could talk to Chewbacca and understand him. She could talk to BB-8 and understand him. You know, I always liked I, everything I watch now. Always reminds me of um, what is that one movie? Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. Remember when they put the thing in the ear and yeah, they yeah. understand all the languages? Right. I just assume now that everybody has that thing in their fucking ear. <laughs> fair enough. Fair you enough. So. so Ray gets BB-8. We get a we meet Finn and Ray meet for the first time, um, and we discover for the first time that uh, Ray is not just the Princess Leia of the new movie. She is the Princess Leia with modern sensibilities of the new movie. Because not only can she defend herself, but she doesn't need the help of a man to defend herself. Which great, congratulations! Twenty first century found its way into Star Wars. Uh, well, wasn't you see? I always go, what the fuck are people talking about? 
I mean, look, they break fucking Leia out of the prison, and man, that fucking chick is just like, fuck you. Pa, 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 pa. She's right. shooting yeah. Shoot the hole, get in that fucking hole, man. And you know what? Jump down, and so, so I'm just like, there's always been a strong character. Yeah. Right. But yeah. you know what the best part about Leia is? Character here. Even though she gets put in that slave outfit, you know who's the fucking crack shot of the fucking original trilogy? Princess motherfucking Leia. Right. She hip shot the dude in a goddamn ATST, uh, like full on, like. Dude, like one shot took the dude yeah, out. They're busting you know? out of Cloud City, man. I yeah, mean, she's fucking dude. throwing down and fucking shit. I'm, so yeah. I'm like, what yeah. the? F- but get up there and choke the fucking shit out of Jabba with the chain. <laughs> Fuck, man. You know? Did you see that where she was talking about they were they were getting rid of all the slave Leia stuff? She said that's stupid. <laughs> it is stupid. If you look at that that suit is something that this slug put her in, and she, in response, choked him to death. And she's like, and it didn't <laughs> like it. I choked him to death and escaped. In a movie. In a movie. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it is not real life, assholes. Yeah. But it's like, always been a strong character there. Yeah, yeah. Ray is a strong character. I dig it. I it's dig cool. it. There's definitely a, a, a through line, though, that, like, she would not even allow herself to be rescued. Like, there's yeah. a difference between the two, all right? She's like, I don't need your help. I'm self-sufficient. And that's fine. My problem with Ray comes in here, which is with the escape. So Ray can do everything well. Mm-hmm. All the time in all the movies. She technically doesn't need, or in all the movies, she doesn't need anybody else she comes across at any point. Where Luke needed all his other people to help him along on his yeah. hero's journey. Ray was the best pilot. She was the best lightsaber fighter. She was the best mechanic. Uh, she ran the fastest. Uh, I mean, she outran a black dude. Like, that fucking says a lot right there. <laughs> <Which> is, <laughs> we already know this is fucking fantasy world now. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, there is. Uh, Ray is essentially the best at everything. But what we do get in this moment is we get the fucking best reveal in the entire movie, which is the Millennium Falcon, dude, which my theater erupted in cheers. Like when she's like not. And what's funny is the second time you can see it like as she runs by it, you see it, but you don't recognize it. She's like, not that one. It's a piece of junk. And then the ship gets blown up and they look over and it's the fucking Falcon. And like, I don't know about you guys, but I had an instant fucking hard on like an instant hard on it. Like my nostalgia hard on went to 10. It was not unexpected. It was unexpected for me. Well, it the way it was presented was fucking brilliant. Yes. Um, that part. Was, I mean, I knew that the Falcon was coming. I didn't think, you know, it was going to be in a junkyard. Dude, for them to steal it and get off the planet is oh, it's brilliant. What a great way to introduce it. Yes. Um, then so they steal it. They get off the planet. There's a great. Uh, apparently, Ray, who's who is like the new Anakin, has never flown a spaceship before. Uh, beats the shit out of it coming off the ground, and then suddenly can do barrel rolls in. Uh, uh, <laughs> So it was, it was like it was like young Anakin getting in the flyer and, and destroying was, the fucking separatists. It was more like Harrison Ford in real life. She's like, fly yes, <laughs> land no. <laughs> like she, I mean, look, man, she did some pretty fucking incredible things with the Millennium Falcon. Yes, like things that you were like, and it's always that thing where you're like, that's pretty fucking cool, you know. Han Solo couldn't even do that with the Millennium Falcon. Uh, uh, but that moment when she took it into like a fucking dead drop and they shot yeah. the... Like that was... Wasn't that cool? It was it, cool. It was cool. it was cool when he got in the gunner seat. And he's like, yeah. hey, use this thing, man. He's <laughs> flying all over the place. Oh, and, fuck, man. We didn't even talk liked, about Poe and Finn's escape liked, from the... the uh, Oh my god, that was so great. That was pretty dope, dude. And I like the idea of the TIE fighter having a rear gunner now. Yeah. That's pretty badass, uh, dude. Yeah, that was that was one of my favorite things in the whole movie. That was was watching through the eyes of the TIE fighter. Oh, well, here's here was my other thing. (laughs) I like how the damn thing was still fucking like (laughs) chained down, man. But don't (laughs) you love this? I got this. And Finn, we meet because when we really get to know Finn as the character, I really feel that Finn is the audience member in this movie. Yeah. Um, Everything about the world is new to him because he's basically been a conscript. He's just afraid of the First Order, but everything's fucking exciting to him. Yes. There's a girl. I get to fly in a spaceship and run through the desert. I'm like, he's like living the role player's dream where he's like, I'm a member of the resistance. I'm a pretty big deal. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, (laughs) But, but there was also that little uh, comment to, uh, well, maybe we should get ourselves a clone army in here instead. If you guys can't do this, which yeah, man. So, because you know, there's always been this thing that stormtroopers are clones. No, they're not. They are not clones. They've never been clones. They weren't clones in, in, Four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're not clones now. The clones were clones when they were clones. Right. Okay, after the Empire had taken over, 
they had all these new planets that they had subjugated, and they had all these people who needed jobs. Well, guess what? You become stormtroopers. Well, they really well, went out of their clones way. Clones were expensive to make. They really went out of their way in this movie, though, to show you different sized clones or uh, stormtroopers, though. If you yes. did, like, there was a lot of size differences. Yeah. Like, and there was a everybody cheered when the female uh, trooper chimed in. Uh, Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the girl, no, the girl, actual trooper, not Phasma. Yes. Who to me is the worst uh, commanding officer to ever command anything <laughs> in the I history just, of ever. Man, so underwhelming. Like, let's comes talk about that, Captain Phasma for comes a second. Off here. that drop ship like fucking badass. Yeah. Right? And then nothing. They right? sure set that basket on fire, man. They yeah, fucking taught right? that. Ba- <laughs> and then you know, hey, we, uh, hey, we want you to check out that clone. And okay, trooper, put your helmet back on. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then our well, next scene was like... So here's the real question. Because we get to that moment at the end where Finn is... he's Where did you work? Sanitation. So I don't know about you, but I know the army doesn't take its janitors <laughs> <laughs> and put them into fucking combat. Like, like was that... Well, things? you're up. <laughs> like, it's your turn. Like, isn't... Uh, to me, was Phasma's... Her... Wasn't her unit supposed to be like she's like third in command at least what we're watching you think here? That she you know? was bringing out the elite, you know, the top shelf troops. So she's not, not the not the fucking guy that scrubs the toilet bowl, man. It's you like know? even literally, I was like, you think of the Navy SEALs and they're like, nah, like take all these SEALs and that fucker on PT over there, grab yeah, him. Yeah. Let's go. We got a planet to fucking burn down. You yeah. know, well, maybe he was getting promoted or something. Uh, sure, I guess, it was, but it was FN for FNG, the fucking new guy. <laughs> FNG, yeah. If he was FNG two one six seven, that would have been perfect. Shit. Yeah, uh, I like Poe naming Finn. By the way, I yeah. like that moment. Oh, I'm gonna call you Finn. Like now, that? <laughs> here's cool. here's the thing. The script was punchy, man. Like these guys, the Lawrence Kasdan did a great job with the dialogue in the script. Like the script was punchy, and their delivery was great. Not yeah. all the time. Uh, there was one thing that bugged me. There was some was, was Finn. There were some throwaway moments in well, by he, Ray he, and Finn. He got Finn a little both. ghetto on on Phasma, like you know. I don't there, know there was saying. there was a there Who's was in a, charge now. Like yeah, that was I, that was, I, that, I, was, that, was that was the part I was like, oh no, you did not shoot that green <laughs> right. shit at oh, me. Right. I loved it because he was like his first. Like think about this, like Steve, like you're much more violent. Like he's not a violent person, and he's like the tables are turned on the person that like like get, like I finally got the upper hand on this cunt. It, <laughs> like, it was it was it was kind of a ha ha moment, just like you know. In yeah. in the in the New Hope when Han goes running down the hallway and then comes flying yes. back with a bunch of yeah. things on his tail. It was there was a there was a lot of haha moments yeah. and there and was some real good humor in it. There was. I mean, there was a few moments that even though I like look, the droid humor has always been a part of Star Wars. Yeah. And people uh, for whatever reason, people really hated on the droid humor in Episode Two, uh, like all oh, of C three PO stuff. Yes, that was oh, so terrible. Yeah, yeah but was, you know what? It was, it's, that ruined the movie. But to me, well, it's no, no different than any of the other droid. No, 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 no. Okay, bad puns are totally different than droid humor. Yeah, if you don't like puns, like I like puns oh and I God. think they're funny. I, so. I, thought, I, I thought it was a, a little over the stupid. top in episode two. Uh, but it you know what? Horrible. There are over the top moments in you know. fucking all these movies. Did Kazan write? Now in this no. one, Kazan, look, there and there's the other thing. Everyone that's like, fucking hates on Lucas and everything. He tried to do it by himself in the first one. After he had asked Lawrence Kazan to come do the prequels. And Lawrence Kazan was like, no, I don't want, I don't want to do Star Wars. The way they got him back to do this one, and I shit you not, I guarantee it was because they're like, we're going to kill Han Solo. Like, yeah, you need to come and write this movie. Mm-hmm. And we're going to throw a fucking pile of money at you. Right. And you can write one more. He'll like, I'll do one. He's like, you know, I'm going to do one more movie. And because that's he's got that weird high pitched voice. Um, and he's going to do the young Han Solo movie. And then he's done. No more yeah. Star Wars movies. You know, well, but fuck, you got to be getting close to death anyway. Yeah, right? well, but man, this fucking the dialogue. And you know what the so guys? Good. Well, it wasn't always great, but it was good. And they did. It was punchy, man. It was a lot of the quips that we missed. All right. And it was the comments that I made prior to this, which is I was talking to somebody. I'm like, you know, what's what the prequels were missing was Han fucking solo. Yeah. Without Han Solo or a Han Solo type. I go, if you don't have that sort of guy that's ready to like be off the cuff quippy, I go, then it, the movie's a little yeah, dry. Yeah, it's a little it didn't, dry. It didn't really have, uh, didn't really have that. They never really developed that character. There was, and that's, they knew yeah. that. And episode seven, dude, it has that in spades. Poe is that guy. Finn yeah. is that guy. Han Solo's that guy. You know, yeah. it's like everybody gets a shot. So, uh, 
So we're, we're back on the planet. They escape on the Millennium Falcon. Now, Steve, were you at all put off by like two minutes after the Falcon got into the air like Han Solo was capturing them? Yeah, I was like, man, this is the smallest goddamn galaxy. You know, what, what are the chances? Like it just so happened that Han Look was... Look at that. <laughs> like that was weird to me. It was, to me, you know, when movies start doing that shit, you know what it reminds me of? What's that? Have you ever played like Silent Hill? Yeah. Or like Resident Evil? Where yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, you, you've... You got to get through this one room. Right. And the the desk that's what's got the key, you know, type and it just seemed it just seems so like we were on rails going to something. Yeah. And they had to figure out a way to I get Han Solo in. I can't in. play this game any further unless I find that key. So eventually I'm going to find this stupid, you know, it just yeah, it's on the rails and it just doesn't feel like I have any choices. It wasn't it wasn't the most organic way for Han yeah. Solo to rediscover the Millennium Falcon, yeah. um, which to me was all like that was the other weird spot that this is like the ship this dude <laughs> loves more than life itself, mm-hmm. like literally loves more than life itself. And he allowed it to be stolen, you know, for 12 years like that's I was like, really? And then not 30. only that, but it's like, oh, was it 12. Yeah. yeah, it's he said like 12 years. It, had, it, it was uh, like a while. Um, but the concept of then, like the new ship he had, I was like, Han Solo wouldn't fly a box. He would get another fucking Millennium Falcon. Right. Like, you don't lose your Mustang and then go out and buy a minivan well, in desperation. That's where, he, that's, that's where he had to keep his three tentacle critters that. Well, the tentacle vaginas were the, very. The, the yeah. fucking devouring machines. You <laughs> Those know? are kind of cool, though. I liked them. So. so they're very Star Wars to me. Like, that was very Star Wars to me. It, what they did, though, man, they, they chewed those guys up. I mean, you see. Feet flying and crap. So who else was completely giddy by the introduction of Han Solo? Like, basically, I was completely forgiven about sort of the deus ex machina moment there that it was just like, oh, and now conveniently Han Solo's here. But I was like, fuck, Han Solo's here. Awesome. You know, to me, it was like that fucking scene in the commercial. I knew it was going to happen. Right. Right. Along with the fucking dialogue where he's telling her about the force and how it's real. It's one of those moments, honestly. I could have I could have not seen it in the fucking trailer. Had I seen it in the movie, it would have been it made more of an impact on. Now me. they did cut some stuff out that was in the trailer. I have the I movie. have heard that there's quite a bit that was cut out. Um, we cut out like my favorite moment in the trailer, which I still don't understand why they cut it, which was Kylo opening his blade on the snow planet. Yeah. Right, they cut that out. Well, there's also like whoever is killed. Uh, by Kylo, you know, when they had the flashback scene of, of him, you know, with... The dude with the little hat. Yeah. He, they cut him out, basically. Yeah. Um, there's a character, see, being part of the 501st, I've seen a few other things. And that I think that character's called... And they have a toy for it, Constable. too. Constable something. Yeah. Um, it's on the tip of my Although tongue. Although I think he was supposed to be on Jakku. And that hat might have just been... I don't know. It's like, there were a few moments that were obviously cut out. Uh, Maz was supposed to leave with them. And in fact, actually, they filmed it all. Uh, Maz going to the Resistance. Mm-hmm. Like, she's supposed to leave the planet with them in the in the original script she does. Because the shot of Maz handing Leia the lightsaber uh, was yeah. not... And yeah. that was her. Like, you go back and look, it's got the three fingers and right. the thumb. And it's like a tiny little hand. So they cut that out. Um, Even part of the dialogue was different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. There was something different, but the, I mean, that was think about when they put out like that wasn't the final edit. It that wasn't was like done. a year ago. Well, originally, uh, apparently, originally in the original script, Han Solo was supposed to survive. Oh, yeah. see. So they, had, well, I'm sure that was in the script, and then they said, "Oh, you want me to be in this movie? Now I'm going to die." This I time. actually, the from my understanding, basically, the writers went, "This doesn't have enough stakes. Uh-huh. If Han Solo survives, then what was the point of having him?" Basically. And originally, Luke Skywalker was supposed to show up earlier in the film as well in yeah. the original script. Uh-huh. And then they basically are like, well, if Luke shows up, we don't care about Rey. Because it's like, why do I care about her if fucking Luke Skywalker's here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he's the fucking badass. You're a Padawan. Like, why do I care? So Han Solo shows up, and which is weird because up until this point, I love the movie. Like, I'm loving what now, I'm seeing. Here, the- here's where I start taking issue with, with the, the Han and Rey relationship because she's known him for like a day and all of a sudden it's like dad yeah <laughs> like i've known we've known each other for like 12 hours but i love you right 
<laughs> it's like, yeah. You made such an impact on my life. Exactly. In all 12 hours. This was a fucking was, busy afternoon. <laughs> yeah. It's like an episode of fucking 24 all of a sudden. <laughs> but uh, all the other thing was, too, is the pirates that came on the ship. Uh, I think that scene was supposed to be longer with more jumping. Yeah, the Guavian death squad. Well, you know who those those actors were? That was all the dudes from the movie The Raid 2. Like, if you've ever seen the movie The Raid, you know, the fucking movie that... Uh, have you never seen The Raid? I don't think so. No. Holy shit, dude. That's badass, dude. How, you guys need to go home and watch that. It's a, a either Korean or Japanese movie. And it's essentially... The movie Dread stole that idea from the movie The Raid. The Dread is essentially The Raid. And the the whole movie is about a bunch of cops oh, breaking into a, minute, a building controlled by drug dealers. Yeah, okay. I have heard of the movie. I haven't seen it yet. So anyway. they do they do a bunch of fucking jumping and hippity-hoppity yeah, stuff. Yeah. Matrix. So they, they, they narrow that one down. Huh? Well, J.J. Abrams hired them, those two guys. That two groups was the two groups from The Raid. Uh-huh. And I think they were supposed to do more stuff that yeah. probably got... I think that scene got cut got, down for time. Speaking devour. of cameos, I know you probably have this on your list of things to cover. How great was it that Daniel Craig was the stormtrooper? <laughs> well, we weren't she... there yet, but yeah, that was great, man. Uh, I, well, I just couldn't know, wait. That was such a good reveal. The, the ration guy on Jakku, that was... Simon, Simon Pegg, Pegg, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, how so, cool is that, dude? And Apparently, he was... um, it's it's out there that, that there is some voice work in it done yeah. by Kevin Smith. Nah, I didn't hear Kevin Smith. No, I was hearing Kevin Smith. Too. Really? Yeah, I didn't hear that, but un- I definitely credited or something. I don't know. I definitely heard when we get to the uh, uh, the flashback sequence that we've got some voiceover work to talk about there. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let's keep going along with our, our uh, thought process. Oh, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, we have officially reached the one hour mark of this Woo! podcast. We're going to put a pin in this. And when we come back, uh, we will talk about Han Solo and them going to see Maz because that's where we basically are in the film. So from the Nerd Life Crisis, uh, I'm Ron Miltz. Chris there. Steve Hale. And we will be back with part two of our Force Awakens uh, recap. <laughs> for the Nerd Life Crisis podcast is provided by Big Papa and the TCB. All music available at bptcb.com or at iTunes. The Nerd Life Crisis is recorded at the Inland Blue Studios. Make sure to subscribe to the Nerd Life Crisis at iTunes and like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Nerd Life Crisis. Nerd Life Crisis.